Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast with Emily Wardrop. That's me, Emily Wardrop from Drop the War Life Coaching. It is so funny when people realize... (laughs) It just happened to me again yesterday. Oh, wow. I just realized your last name is the same as the name of your business. <laughs> yes, that's the whole point. <laughs> Emily Wardrop from Drop the War Life Coaching, where we drop power struggle wars with our littles to create more peace in our parenting. Do you need more peace in your parenting? I need more peace in my parenting. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a number one client and I'm just sharing with you all the tools that I'm practicing on myself every day. And there's no such thing as perfection. There's just failing and learning and trying again and picking ourselves up and trying again and again and again and again and apologizing and trying again and apologizing and then trying again (laughs) and making repairs and trying again. (laughs) Does that describe being a mom? If it doesn't, then I don't know what kids you've got, but (laughs) see me blaming the kids again. It's not the kids. There are neutral circumstance, but I have got some thoughts and feelings. And lately, what I've been working on is being present. Okay. So I just talked about this in my T1D mom support group call, and I was going to just upload that audio, but, um, I decided to re-record the whole thing because I need to hear me saying it all over again, I think. <laughs> so in our crazy busy world, in our crazy busy schedules, in our crazy busy brains, it is very, very difficult to be present with our kids. So the parenting experts all tell us we're supposed to have special time with our kids. Each individual child, 15 minutes a day of the child-directed play what (laughs) 15 minutes when you have five kids equals how long every day? Wait, what? (laughs) So as I was musing on this during our call on Tuesday, which by the way, if you know anyone who has a child with type one diabetes, make sure they know about our support group call on Tuesday mornings at 930 AM mountain time, drop the war.com forward slash T one D for all the information on all of that. Um, as I was musing on this, I was like, remember when they were all little, little in like, like preschool age, you know, where we just got to hang out all day, just playing with babies. There was nothing but connection time. Like the only time you're away from the baby is like during nap time. (laughs) And then you can do your thing. (laughs) You can finally have me time because the baby's finally asleep. Right. Um, but when the baby's awake, like it's basically needs your attention. (laughs) 24 <laughs> seven. And, um, and that's hard and it's also awesome. And, um, as they get older and they're off to school or playing with friends or even just being more independent in their own playtime or playing with siblings or whatever, like they don't need us 
hovering over them constantly. They can like entertain themselves. And we're like, hey, who wants to play a game with me? Who wants to hang out with me? <laughs> it's like, they don't need mommy anymore. And it's like, when do I get this special time with each child, right? So trying to figure that out has been, you know, kind of the goal is <laughs> like as every phase changes all the time, right? But just to have some time to be present with each child individually, that is really tricky logistically, right? Just figuring out the timing in our crazy busy lives, in our crazy busy schedules, in this crazy busy world, in our crazy busy brains even, right? Because say we even got the logistics figured out and we're like, okay, I'm sitting down here. I'm having special time with this child. What is your brain doing? <laughs> right? We're like, I'm trying to connect. I need, you know, you need more connection when the cooperation isn't there, right? <laughs> we're all about connection for cooperation. So if you're feeling like you're having way more power struggles than usual, then it's probably because the connection bucket is running low. And so we're like, okay, I'm going to make sure I have this connection time with my kids. But if our brains are still running like a thousand miles a minute and we're worried about 400 bajillion things, it's really hard to be present with the kid. And we have all of the cares and concerns of being adults and the child has all their energy to make sure that they get the attention they need. <laughs> like that is all they care about. <laughs> and so they're going to express that need for connection, attention, whatever it is they need, right? They're going to make sure that their needs are met and that's not always convenient for us, right? <laughs> So we can figure out the logistics and plan the time. Like maybe what we, this is what we talked about on our T1D call was um, dinner. If we want to make that a priority that we have dinner sitting down at the table as a family, not just, hey, grab your food and go back to your video game and play while you eat or your show or whatever is happening. Like it's a lot easier to just let them do that. But if we want to make it a priority to make sure that we all sit down and have dinner together and it does not go how we imagined, right? <laughs> We're like, this is supposed to be our bonding time, but it's just the time for a big, huge family fight, right? Or maybe it's family home evening or your come follow me time or your third hour or whatever it is, like anything that you're like, okay, we have this scheduled time, scripture study every night or family prayer, or whatever it is, right? Or in the morning or whatever. We're like trying so hard to fit it into our schedules. We have it scheduled, but we still are hurting cats. <laughs> like no matter how old your kids are, their thoughts and feelings are in their own worlds. And we have to coordinate the worlds. <laughs> and just our own world is chaotic enough. Then we have to coordinate it with what's going on in everyone else's heads. Like trying to round everybody up to have a spiritual message together is just a scheduled fight right? <laughs> Have you noticed this? And we're like, what is the point? There's even more contention now just from trying to do this. Why didn't we just let them all just keep doing their own thing, right? So why do we do this? And what is the point? And how can we make it work for us? Because that is my big thing, right? That you are your own parenting expert. You know yourself, your kids, your family best. And God gives us some principles of things that he knows can help us, but we don't need to use them against ourselves. We need to use them in the way that works best for us. So he gives us kind of ideal blanket ideas, and then we are free. He, we have agency, right? We're free to 
to mold and shape all those ideals into what actually works for us. And if what the neighbor is doing across the street or what your sister-in-law is doing doesn't work for what you need in your family, that's totally fine. You just drop the war on thinking that it needs to look a certain way and figure out how it works for you and yours. Okay. So specifically with being present, <laughs> let's get back to the subject that, and I'm kind of off on a hundred tangents. What's new, right? So my parenting coach, Lisa Smith at the peaceful parent, um, she always calls it staying awake at the wheel. So in order to be awake at the wheel, we need to be awake in our brains. So this is what I help my clients do is we've got to figure out what is going on for ourselves, our own thoughts, our own feelings. We have got to have those managed in order to even be able to care about what's going on for anyone else. We're supposed to be taking care of these kids. And sometimes we don't even care what's going on for them because we're so all up in our own heads and what's going on for us. Can I get an amen? Does any, has anybody else realized that this is happening? <laughs> so in order to care about them, we have to take care of our own needs. Okay. We have to take care of our own needs. So I was going to say first, but it's not like it's chronological for me. It kind of is like, I have to wake up in the morning, take care of my own needs first. I can't just be woken up by an alarm clock and run out of bed and everything's chaotic and try to get them up and all the things like the mornings are chaotic enough. I have to do my best, which is not that great most days, but do my best to fill up my own cup first so that I have something to pour into them, right? If I'm already frazzled when I try to wake them up, you know how it goes. I'm not the only one living this reality, right? And so we have to meet our own needs. We have to know what they are. We have to meet them. And that's what we work on in coaching. And so once your cup is filled, then you're present to be present with your kids because you're not all up in your own thoughts and feelings and just, just a hot mess. Right. So we got to be awake at the wheel. We can't be zoned out on autopilot or absent or asleep. Right. Have you ever been driving and you realize like, Whoa, I did not even think about how I got home just now. <laughs> right. Autopilot kicks in. If it's a, if it's a drive that you do all the time, you don't even have to think about it. Or if you're driving down the freeway and all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, <laughs> Uh, or like you miss your exit or something, right? I like to use navigation even if I know where I'm going just so that she reminds me when I'm supposed to get off because I'm all lost in my own thoughts, right? And so imagine I'm all lost in my own thoughts and then the kids are all trying to talk to me at the same time or they're fighting with each other or the baby is whining for whatever or what I, like that is why we're so frustrated, irritated, annoyed all the time is because interruptions, did you know this? Spike your cortisol levels. So every time you get interrupted, cortisol is released into your body. You know what that is? That's like the fight or flight mechanism in our brains. Like that's like the thing that's released to make sure that you run when a tiger is attacking you. Cortisol. It's like the the stress drug, okay? And every time you're interrupted, that's released. Are you kidding me? How many times do you get interrupted in a day? Only 400,000 million. I keep saying like I haven't read a full book since I've been a mom because <laughs> I read the same sentence over and over and over. I read a sentence and then someone interrupts me. I get back to the book and I read that same sentence again and someone interrupts me, right? Right? All of that is 
cortisol racing through my body. And then I'm expecting myself to handle these interruptions like calm and peacefully and lovingly. What? It's crazy what we expect of ourselves. Okay. So the more we know about how our bodies work and our brains work and all these things, then we just have more acceptance, right? We got to fill that acceptance battery all the time. We get the awareness that, oh yeah, I just got interrupted. Of course I feel annoyed. Like the cortisol in my body is telling me to feel annoyed and that this toddler is a tiger, right? So we have the awareness, we accept it that, oh yeah, of course, my body's working exactly how it's supposed to. And then we can go into alignment, like cut yourself some slack and then breathe, right? To calm your nervous system. It's not a tiger, it's a toddler and they just want some more milk. So you take a deep breath, you calm your nervous system and you go get that toddler what they need, right? It's not a tiger, it's a toddler. <laughs> and toddlers have needs, lots of them, and they will make them known. <laughs> and they will continue to nag at us until we respond. And our brains are like toddlers. Our brains are sending us messages and we receive those messages as feelings in our body. And if you just keep suppressing that irritation and try to white knuckle being kind and patient, you just explode after a while. You're just stuffing, stuffing, stuffing your emotions until they all explode in you emote all over everybody around you. And I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so that is the goal to not stuff the emotions until they explode all over everybody around us. Right. But here I am off in tangent land again. We're trying to talk about being present and I can't even get present with my chat about being present. <laughs> because this is what our brains do. Our brains are not good at staying in the present moment. They're worried about the future. That's anxiety. They're depressed about the past. That's beating ourselves up for what we did this morning. We can forgive ourselves for what we did and we can forgive ourselves ahead of time for what we're going to do. Okay. We don't have to be anxious for how we're going to show up later when the kids get home because <laughs> we know it's all just going to go how it always goes, right? We can cut ourselves with some slack, just breathe, relax, and get in this present moment. So the number one tool to stay present, I've mentioned it a couple times, is to breathe, right? The breath brings us back to the present. Right now I've been doing a lot of meditation because I decided, oh, I haven't aired this interview yet. I talked to Bridget Little a long time ago and I'm, I promise Bridget, I haven't forgotten. I will get it uploaded. Um, we talk about ADHD. So my son just, I guess, got diagnosed with ADHD. He's taken some meds for it. And I'm like, maybe I should just uh, do that too. <laughs> so I'm like, my brain is out of control, right? So I decided instead of medicating for my ADHD, I'm going to meditate for my ADHD. I'm going to get present. Like I have to figure out how to slow my brain down and live in the present moment for my own sanity and then to be able to take good care of those who are in my stewardship, right? My children need a present mom. They don't need some frazzled, crazy mom who's like thinking about a million things at once, super stressed about the insulin levels and the, well, the blood sugar levels and what insulin they need and all the things. Like being a mom of young kids is crazy enough. And then you add the diabetes layer on top. This is why this is what we talked about in our T1D mom support group call this week. It's the real deal. Trying to get present. Just just taking care of the basic needs of life is very stressful, right? And to be able 
to claim that we're going to have more peace in our parenting. Um, it's all this stuff, right? So in order to get present, meditation really helps with that. So that's what I'm working on lately. But in the moment, like, it's not like you're like, oh, I'm feeling frazzled. I'm going to run to my office real quick and do a 15 minute meditation. <laughs> like That's not going to happen, right? So in the heat of the moment, in the, you know, reality of life, you still can breathe. You can breathe all the time. Isn't that awesome? So our bodies know how important breathing is. It does it on its own and we can consciously breathe when we need it. So when the kids are fighting, instead of you joining the fight, you take a deep breath. When the toddler is pulling at your shorts and you cannot stand that, <laughs> instead of taking out your frustration on the poor little one-year-old, you take a breath, right? And then my other trick that I love to do whenever I'm feeling annoyed at my kids, who I love dearly, is I look at them because they're so stinking cute. Do you guys do this too? After you put the kids to bed and you've just had a royal fight about bedtime and you're super frustrated and everybody's went to bed mad, <laughs> then it finally gets quiet in your house and you just stare at pictures of them. <laughs> You're like, oh, I love these kids so much. When like 10 minutes before you're screaming like a crazy lady to try to get them to go to bed. Am I the only one? I don't think so. So um, so look at them in the moment, not just after they've gone to bed and we're ready to look at cute little pictures of them that we took all day because once we look up and see how cute they are, then we instantly like pull out our phones and take a hundred pictures. Look at them. Be present with them. Look at how adorable they are. They are so precious, so cute, so fun. Look at the cutest little funnest things that are going on in their imagination. I just love staring at them while they play because they're so cute and they're so creative and they're so fun. And so when I'm all caught up in my own drama in my own head, I miss all of that. So I got to breathe, got to do my thought work, got to do my feeling work and just look at them. That brings me back to the present moment. And then listen for listening. This is actually what we ended up talking about a whole lot in the call on Tuesday. So this is where we really need to get present is when our kids are talking to us. So think about the most recent time, <laughs> or for sure this week, this has happened, I promise. Your kid is talking to you and either they have to say the thing over and over and over and over. I have a four-year-old who's really good at this and she never gets mad. I'm like, I wish I had that skill. I'm going to try to emulate her. So she'll say, can I get a drink of water? Can I have a drink of water? Can I have a drink of water? Can I have a drink of water? <laughs> and if it was drink of water, for sure, I'd be annoyed. I'm like, get it yourself. <laughs> you know, but it's got to be something that like she can't do herself because actually she does <laughs> do a lot all by herself. Um, but if it's something she really needs my help with, right? Um, she'd be like, I need some clean undies. She likes to change them every single time she takes herself to the bathroom. So I have this stash of them under the sink you know, because she wants to change every time. And when the stash is all gone, right, she'd be like, I need clean undies. I need clean undies. I need clean undies. I need clean undies. And she'll say it over and over and over until I pay attention to her. Because I'm in a different world, right? We're all in our own worlds. And we expect that when we say something, that the kid is just going to respond right away. <laughs> like, like, okay, time to put your shoes and socks on. Let's go to school. 
we expect that they're going to hear that. They're going to get right up, go do it, you know, but we don't. <laughs> when they say something to us, they have to say it like 400 times. That's why it's a thing to be like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> These kids have to do that to get our attention. It's not that there's anything wrong with us, wrong with the kids, wrong with anything. It's just how brains work. They're focused on what they're focused on and the interruption, right? That spikes the cortisol level. Um, is very irritating. <laughs> so <laughs> we're trying to focus on what we're focused on. And then P.S. There's a total snowstorm again. It is April. <laughs> this snow does not want to let up. It is like the winter that never ends around here. What is happening? So anyway, um, don't know what tangent that was. But yeah, so we're listening to listen. Okay. So it's very hard to get present and listen to what the kid is saying when your own brain is going a mile a minute, right? So again, we breathe, we look at them and we close our mouth because I don't know if you're like me, but probably if you continue to listen to my podcast, you resonate, right? And so you probably have a lot of things you like to say. Obviously, I like to talk so much. I started a podcast to have somewhere that I can just have an outlet to say all this stuff that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to talk about. I just need to talk sometimes, right? So the kids need to talk too, and they need to be listened to, not just talked at, right? So all day long, they're being told what to do. All day long, I'm telling them what to do. It's like, they just want to be heard. They just want to be understood. Just like me. I just want to be heard and understood. <laughs> I want somebody to listen to me. And so do they, right? So I've got to get my needs filled. Thank you, Marco Polo. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then when they get home from school, my cup is full and I'm ready to just listen because man, they've had to hold it in all day. <laughs> so I have one daughter who's a talker. She wants to get home and just tell me all about all the details. I have a son who's never told me anything about school ever, but he for sure has been stuffing his emotional backpack. And when he gets home, he's got to dump that all over somewhere and all the gamut in between, right? Got lots of kids. So I have got to be prepared for the tornado that's going to walk in the door when they get home from school, because there's going to be a lot going on. And if I'm trying to do what I want to do in that moment, it's just a big explosion. Like I'm not ready to listen to listen. I'm not ready to be present with them if I've got a million things on my mind still. Right. So I've got to plan my life and plan my day knowing these sorts of things, right? In order to be present with them when they need me to be present, not when it fits into my schedule. So I need to arrange my schedule. If this is a priority for me to be present with my family, I have to arrange my schedule, my mental schedule, my emotional schedule, my energy levels to meet their needs when they need it. And they do follow patterns. You know, I do know that the, you know, 30 minutes when they walk in the door from school is like, prime time for me to have nothing on my agenda because they will fill the agenda as soon as they walk in the door. And if I'm trying to do something and everything they need is an interruption, then I'm just going to be annoyed. But if I have the agenda item to just do what they need me to do, then I'm happy to meet their needs, right? Does any of this make sense? Or is this all just for me <laughs> to, to therapeutically be talking out loud and um, let me tell you what I'm distracted about now. So have you ever taken a video in like, um, in a room where basically like you can see the dust on the video? So the snow falling down right now looks like a huge dust bunny. Like I'm like looking up at the snow falling down. It looks like huge dust flakes coming out. It's crazy. 
is crazy. Okay, I'm done being present in the snowstorm. We're going to get back to work. Okay, so we're almost out of time on this recording. It only lets me record up to 30 minutes. <laughs> if you want to record longer, you can use an app on your computer and then upload the file. I didn't do that. I did think about doing that because I haven't done a solo episode recorded in a long time. I only do my audio. And I did just redo my purple, so I thought about it. But anyway. Okay. All right. Here's the last thing I want to say about being present. Um, oh, wow. This is really important. Maybe this should be a whole different podcast because this is what I wanted to say. Instead, I rambled on about all the other things. But I have like six minutes, so let's just get to it. Okay. So it's very, very, very important to stay present because like I said, anxiety is in the future, depression's in the past. Like we need to stay present to stay the most mentally and emotionally healthy we can be. In the present moment, everything is okay. Okay. If there's something that's not okay, like your child is bleeding out, then in the present moment, you fix the problem. Like my daughter <laughs> slammed her toe this morning accidentally on the dinner table and like started bleeding. <laughs> there was like a blood at breakfast and I gave her band-aid and like gave her a hug and everything was fine, you know? But it's like, if I'm anticipating that, then I just live in a panicky state of anxiety. And especially my T1D moms, I know that we all are catastrophizing every time we look at our blood sugar monitor, right? And so it is a number in the present moment. There's a number that the blood sugar is at. And if that number is higher than you want it to be or lower than you want it to be, then you know what to do. You can handle any problem in the present moment because in the present moment, you have all the pieces, right? This is what my coach Jody Moore always describes it as. You're trying to do a 500 piece puzzle with five pieces. You don't have the pieces that fit together. So you look at those five pieces and you're like, do these fit together? No, I need more data. But that's what the brain does. It catastrophizes about the future because of the fear of the unknown. So your brain thinks that it's keeping itself safe. Um, okay. We have a whole new 30 minutes because I hit stop. My neighbor rang the doorbell. My sweetest neighbor. Um, okay. So we got to stay present in the present moment in order to take care of what's going on in the present moment, right? So when we're catastrophizing about what's going to happen in the future, it makes everything in the present a lot more stressful. So if we're trying to have more peace in our parenting, we're trying to decrease stress, right? <laughs> Get present, feel peaceful. We've got to live in the present moment. The future will take care of itself. We will know what to do in the future when we have more pieces of the puzzle, right? So the brain is afraid of the unknown and, um, and likes to spin out on that, right? So in order to decrease the stress and anxiety, we don't need to worry about the future. We need to focus on the present moment, okay? So if your daughter comes home and tells you something, whatever it is, we're listening for only half a second and all of a sudden we're starting to catastrophize what that thing that she just told us is going to mean about her future. Like our brains, this is what how they work. It's fine. Like the awareness and then the acceptance, right? So we just watch our brain catastrophize and be like, okay, brain, that's nice. Thanks for functioning exactly how you're supposed to. And there's not an emergency here. Like, it's fine. She just said some random whatever. It doesn't mean that she's going to have whatever catastrophic future that your brain just imagined. Okay. So we have to remember that fear is, what's that fun acronym people say? False evidence appearing real. 
is the acronym for fear, right? So whatever daughter just told us, we think that that means that in her future, this bleak and terrible situation is going to happen, right? But that's false evidence appearing real. There's no evidence here that that's really going to happen in her future. So take a breath. <laughs> Don't interrupt her. Just take care of your own mental and emotional state. Let her keep talking and breathe. Get back to the present. She's totally fine right now. Whatever she just told you is not an emergency. It's just a comment and we can handle this, right? And so we breathe. We continue to stay present and just listen to listen. We don't listen to interrupt and interject and criticize and critique and correct, right? We're not listening to them in order to correct their thoughts because they're wrong and we're right. Okay, mamas, are you listening? This is a big, this is a big one. <laughs> we listen just to listen. They just want to be heard and they want to be understood. So if you're gonna open your mouth, only open your mouth to ask a question, a clarifying question. So I hear you saying, blah, blah, blah. Is that what you meant? No, mom, come on. What I said was blah, blah, blah. And, da, 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 and then they continue on, right? Okay, sorry, you got it wrong. Okay. You know, and if, <laughs> so I heard you say blah, blah, blah is what you meant, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, whoa, that is not a good thought. And we need to correct this now because if she continues her life thinking this, let me give you a solid example. This is what we talked about on our call on Tuesday. So Tuesday morning is <laughs> disaster before school involved, um, me losing my mind. Right. And so of course, always in the van as I'm driving them to school and trying to make the repairs and apologize and, you know, rationalize my behavior. I'm so stressed. Sorry. They're doing this construction on the road. And so the van is like parked up the street and I'm extra stressed about that and all the things, right. I'm trying to, trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> and, um, and my daughter drops his bombshell that she's like, you hate me. Um, obviously I do not hate my daughter. Right. And that is like heartbreaking to hear her say that. And so of course I want to interrupt and just tell her how much I love her. And that's not about her. It's just about me being stressed. And I'm so, 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 so sorry. And I love you, love you, love you. Right. Like we want to fix her thought because her thought is wrong. She thinks that I hate her and that is false. Right. <laughs> but that's her reality right now. That is the experience that she had of the morning of me being stressed out <laughs> And being crazy mom, right? Which I tell my kids, like, I can call myself that, but you cannot call me that. <laughs> and like, nobody else can call me crazy except myself. Anyway, um, so in her perception, right? Perception is reality. Like in her perception of how the morning went, she interpreted my actions as being that I hate her. And holy is she wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> But correcting her, interrupting to correct and to make sure that she knows that I love her, blah, 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 is really just arguing with her reality. And she's just going to tug on her end of the rope even harder if I tug on my end of the rope, right? So if I'm trying to get her to change her thoughts, that is not the time to do it. Like she is dysregulated in this in this false story that she's believing is real, right? She's got her false evidence appearing real. And so I... Uh, I've got to just bite my tongue and let her express her feelings. If I want her to talk to me, I cannot interrupt her and correct her and whatever. Like, I don't like it when people do that to me. If I'm talking, I want them to just listen. I don't want them to tell me I'm wrong, right? I want my 
feelings to be heard. Okay. And so does she. So as heartbreaking as it is, and as wrong as she is about that, then if I want her to be able to open up to me, I've got to be able to listen to just listen. And this is a crazy hard skill that I'm working on lately. And I invite you to try it (laughs) because I know for me, I don't talk to people who don't listen. If they're not going to listen, I'm not going to talk. So, um, so if I want my kids to talk to me, then I need to be a safe place for them to air their dirty laundry, right? All their crazy thoughts. If they have to edit their thoughts because they're worried about how I'm going to react, then I'm only going to get an edited version of the experience that they're having. And I want to know what they're really going through. So, so there's all that. And then, (laughs) um, let's see what else all these notes are. Um, okay. So today they are okay. There's no need to catastrophize. So here's something you can do in the heat of the moment, right? Okay. So they're pitching a fit about say this, these notes were from my T1D mom's call, you know, so I've got all my diabetes examples. So, um, say they don't want to change out their insulin pod, right? They have to do that every three days. You guys, like it's, it's not fun and we have to do it every three days. And so, of course, every time when they realize it's pod change day, like I'm collecting all the supplies, then they start pitching fit. I don't want to change my pod today. I don't want to change my pod today. And I acknowledge them. Okay, so these are the steps. Acknowledge, empathize, and then back to reality. (laughs) Okay? So I acknowledge, yeah, I know you don't want to change your pod. I know you don't want to change your pod. And this is the four-year-old that says the same thing over and over and over and over, right? And this is her mom who can't stand repeats. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so I have to deal with my own irritation that she's saying it over and over and over and not just saying it, like crying and whining it, which is, you know, you'd have you. Again, biology, you're supposed to not be able to stand when your kids are whining because you have to meet their needs. It's fine. Awareness and acceptance batteries, right? <laughs> So we acknowledge them. I know you don't want to change your pod. And then we empathize, empathize with them. And legitly, I don't want to change your pod either. (laughs) Like I totally get it. I don't want to either. (laughs) This is the worst, right? And then back to reality. And unfortunately, we have to. We all have to do things we don't want to do sometimes. We have to keep you well and healthy. Of course, it can be in your own words. You're your own parenting expert. You say what you feel like you want to say you know you and your kids best but as general principle like they just want to be heard and understood right so you acknowledge and empathize that's all part of hearing and understanding right and we still have to do this <laughs> so so then you just take care of business and deal with all the screaming and wailing and gnashing of teeth right that ensues okay so All of this is nice and good in theory, right? Listening to a podcast, it's all nice in theory, but then actually in practice, it's very tricky and complicated and messy. And we want to be present with our kids. We got to be present when they want us to be present, which means that we've got to have the mental space. We got to take care of our own needs. This is all what we do in coaching. This is why coaching is so important and that there's no one and done. Like you've got to have a life coach, just like you got to have a dentist, right? You brush your teeth every day. You do your own maintenance of your, your brain and your feelings, your thought work and your feeling work, your emotional and mental state, right? We do our own maintenance. And then every six months, you got to go see the dentist and make sure there's nothing going on there that you didn't quite catch or something that they've got to do some work on or whatever. So 
I'm not saying you need to be coached every six months, <laughs> but um, maybe you've got like a root canal that needs <laughs> some serious work. Then that's kind of more like what my coaching package is like. And then routine maintenance. Um, well, I've got lots of options. So right now I'm doing relationship boost calls, right? So if you've got a specific relationship that you're struggling being present with that kid because they are pushing your buttons like you can't imagine, and you are so triggered all the time, you are dysregulated. They are dysregulated. It's just a mess constantly. This is what we work on in our relationship boost calls. And I'm gifting like free, 100% free, no strings attached, not a you know, consult call. Well, I'll tell you about my package or sell you on anything. It's hundred percent free. Um, relationship boost calls this year. So, and you can have as many as you want. <laughs> so sign up. I'll meet with you on zoom. Just you and me. We'll talk about your relationship with your kiddo. You can talk about anything that's resonated with you in this podcast. If you have any other questions, if you just want some coaching, if you want to do the actual RBC relationship boost call, um, framework. I have a whole little process that we go through. So you don't even have to have anything in mind. Just have a person that you want to change your relationship with. It doesn't even have to be a person because you have a relationship with everything. Like the relationship with the weather out there. I know a lot of people are having a struggle <laughs> with this winter that never ends. So relationship with money, relationship with stress, relationship with diabetes, all the things, right? Our thoughts and feelings towards something is our relationship with it. And so I'm going to help you boost your thoughts and your feelings towards whatever you are struggling with. And it's totally free. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash RBC for relationship boost call. I don't think that's actually a URL. Never mind. Go to <laughs> dropthewar.com forward slash appointments. And you can see all my different appointment types. And one of them is the free RBC. <laughs> so do that instead to make sure. And um. And yeah, I'm just looking over my notes to see if we hit all of these in my spastastic style. It does say five senses right here. So, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're trying to get present, you're breathing, you're looking at them, you're trying to listen to listen. You can also just be doing like the mental tricks in your own head to just get present is you have five senses. And when you get in touch with those, you're in the present moment, right? So notice what you're seeing, right? Look at them. Notice what you're hearing, right? Listen to listen. Um, maybe you can notice smells or, um, or how the soft blanket on your lap feels <laughs> like feel the little blanket to help you get back to the present moment, right? All of those are fun little techniques that help you get present. So good luck try this. Let's work on getting present together and um, let me know how it's going and if you need any help. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If any of this resonated, if it's interesting, if you find any value at all, I'd really appreciate it if you rate, review, share all the things that help podcasts grow. That'd be awesome. So if you thought of anyone while I was talking that you're like, oh yeah, this is totally my friend Susie please tell Susie about the podcast. I would love to, you know, meet her too. <laughs> so, all right. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Bye. 
Hi, thanks so much for listening. Have you signed up for your RBC yet? What is an RBC? Well, it's a relationship boost call. And I am gifting 365 of these for free this year. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. We'll hop on Zoom for a quick 15 to 20 minutes. And all you got to do is have somebody in mind that you want to improve your relationship with. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. You're going to feel amazing afterwards and no strings attached. Just come on, have a great free coaching call and then go on your way and you can come back for as many as you need because we know it's no one and done around here with relationships. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us and let's get boosting those relationships. See you there. Bye.